Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My mom, who is one of the strongest women I've ever met in my life, yet she's also one of the softest and the warmest humans in the world, which is so inspiring to me. She taught me to never stay where I'm not wanted. And I still hold this advice so closely to my heart. It's not your ego or your pride when you pick yourself up and leave a situation where someone is okay with letting you go. It's called self-love. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Viola Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I'm your big sister and your host, Violetta. Before we get started today, I have to ask you for a huge favor. Please, I urge you to go and leave me a five-star review on the podcast app at the end of this episode, or you can pause the episode right now and do it on the podcast app. I put a lot of work into my podcast and into my episodes, including today's episode, and it means the world to me and will really help my podcast when you share with your friends and when you leave me a five-star review. So if you love me and if you have the time, please do so right now or after the episode is over. Thank you so much. So anyway... I wanted to end this month with the perfect solo episode since this month was all about checking in with yourself, with my solo episode specifically. That's why I started this month with three reasons you're stuck in life and how to change that. So go listen to that if you haven't. Then I moved into, you know, rage. So then the episode was called Let Your Rage Fuel You with four steps to use and channel your rage into greatness and the life that you've always wanted. So make sure to listen to that. And then today I figured since we're past the rage and we're past being stuck in life, now all we need are four steps to loving yourself, especially when you're looking for outside love from other people, you have to start with yourself. So I'm letting you know now that loving yourself is a journey, not a destination. And you have to choose every single day to love yourself. And there will be some days that you won't. And that's okay. You're human. But today I'm going to teach you the four steps that will help you love yourself and have more loving days than bad ones. And guess what? Your environment and your surroundings have a lot to do with how you feel about yourself. Okay? Learning how to love yourself is important because this year I've learned that sometimes the love you imagine where someone doesn't give up on you and loves you so deeply really isn't about another person. It's about you learning how to fill that void on your own first. So today's episode is going to be about the most important relationship you will ever have in your life. And that's the one that you have with yourself. It's the one love story that we constantly neglect while we dream of someone else to come along and save us, where what if the person that you've been searching for has been in front of you all along? 
waiting for you to love them the same way you so willingly drain yourself to keep others full, even when they don't ask you to, which don't get me wrong. I don't regret my love, especially when I've loved the wrong people, because I think those people probably needed it the most in that moment. But I do owe myself a huge apology looking back now over all these years for all the times that I was so busy seeking outside validation and love from people that didn't love me back that I neglected the one person that was the most important one, which was myself. But not only that, eventually, due to my past experiences somewhere down the line, I ended up on the other extreme end, from giving too much love to me managing to convince myself that I no longer needed, I no longer needed anyone's love, not just with partners, but friendships too. So I avoided getting too close to protect myself. And then when people let me down, it was easy to let them go. I've watched people then cry over me while acting completely indifferent, even though secretly my heart was breaking. I convinced myself that it was for the best. I've hurt some very good people who didn't deserve it because I wasn't able to love them the way that they loved me. I didn't allow myself anymore to go there. I convinced myself that love is suffocating, that love is demanding, that love is distracting, that love is needy, it's manipulative. It will hold me back. But worst of all, love will disappoint me. Having this extreme outlook also didn't do me justice because yes, I stopped getting hurt, but I also didn't love. I didn't give people a chance. And I felt really alone a lot. So again, I realized that I was doing myself a disservice. And again, it was time for me to make a change. So how do you get it just right? You know, how do you get back to who you used to be before all the trauma and all the bad experiences that molded you into this hopeless romantic that chases love but never seems to keep it or the opposite, which is a pessimist that gave up on people a long time ago? How do you get back to loving yourself and putting yourself first while also remaining open to allowing people in to love you and to even hurt you, aka to teach you a lesson without getting jaded, without feeling used or completely destroying yourself in the process. How do you take back your power and your innocence and feel hopeful again? So today I created the four steps that will help you. And here are the four steps, boundaries, self-awareness, knowing exactly who the F you are and changing your outlook slash perspective. So let's dive in. So the first one we start with, number one, boundaries. Boundaries means that not only do you start to set that confidently with others, but also with yourself. You start to hold yourself accountable when you cross your own boundaries, like stretching yourself too thin and then being mad or resentful that be mad or resentful at everyone else. These boundaries also trickle into your work life and your friendships and anyone that makes you feel guilty for creating these boundaries for your peace of mind. Then you will know those people are not right for you. When you start to set boundaries with yourself, you will also stop accepting poor behavior. Like I've said before, a lot of people ask me, when you start to set boundaries with yourself, you will also stop accepting poor behavior. And guess what? The people who will be most upset by you setting boundaries will be the people who benefited the most from you not having any. Like I've said before, a lot of people ask me, how can I stop my partner from treating me like shit and start taking me more seriously? Well, the answer is simple. 
You will never have to negotiate your worth, your value, or your heart with someone that actually wants to stay. There's nothing worse than not knowing where you fit in someone else's life. By chasing someone to prove them your worth, you already lost it. When you set boundaries, when you say no, when you let go of people who don't show up for you, not only do you honor your value, you raise it. When you set your boundaries, you will no longer justify someone treating you poorly and you will stop begging people to stay. My mom, who is one of the strongest women I've ever met in my life, yet she's also one of the softest and the warmest humans in the world, which is so inspiring to me. She taught me to never stay where I'm not wanted. And I still hold this advice so closely to my heart. It's not your ego or your pride when you pick yourself up and leave a situation where someone is okay with letting you go. It's called self-love. And by the way, if someone is okay with letting you go, if someone is okay with treating you poorly, not caring whether or not you stay or your well-being, then you know what? You should leave. We all deserve to be chosen. We all deserve to be someone's first choice. But until that day comes, it's okay that you choose yourself. I've said this before and I'll say this again. Never let a man tell you twice that he does not want you. Let me repeat that. Never let a man tell you twice that he does not want you. And by the way, not just a man, but anyone. When someone tells you they don't want you, whether it's with their words or their actions, do not beg them to stay. So then they can tell you over and over and over again how much they don't value you. Next time someone says they want to go, you better hold the door open and let them leave. And that's how you start to set boundaries for yourself. For example, my boundary for myself is that I know my worth and I'm never going to stay where I'm not wanted. That's my boundary. No matter how much I want to stay there, I won't. And yes, it is true that some people don't realize what they have until it's gone, but it also doesn't mean that they're supposed to get it back. So let that sink in. Some people will not realize what they have until it's gone, but it does not mean that they are supposed to get it back. It doesn't mean that they're supposed to get you back. That is up to you though, to figure out based on your boundaries. But hopefully when you set those boundaries, you know better than to go back to someone that already showed you exactly who they were. It's okay to miss people and it's okay to still not allow them to come back into your life. It's okay to be sad over a decision and still know that you made the right one. When you'll start to set boundaries in your life, including with yourself, the truth is you will start losing people and that's okay. Let them leave, let them go because this journey was never about them. It's about you, okay? So up next, number two. Number two, the second step to self-love is self-awareness. Self-awareness for me started with me being honest with myself about the fact that a lot of the time I was breaking my own heart. I didn't need anyone else to do it because I was so good at doing it on my own. Whether it was when I was begging people to love me, even though deep down inside, I knew that they didn't. And deep down, I knew I wasn't okay with the love they were offering me, but I was just so desperate to be loved. Or, or when I acted super closed off and I started to lie to myself and I started to pretend that I'm the villain in all of my stories because it made me feel better. Even though deep down, I knew 
these people didn't give a shit about me. But as long as I pretended to myself in my head that I cared even less, that I'm actually the bad guy, then I was somehow able to justify how shitty these people were treating me. I wasn't honest with myself that regardless if I was closed off or giving too much of myself, both times my heart was still breaking. I wasn't honest with myself that I was longing for intimacy with people, for closeness, that I wasn't okay with the things that I was asking for. I was asking for the minimum, for the bare minimum. That's where self-awareness comes in. You have to start being honest with what you want, even if you're afraid of losing people. So first, you have to start saying it to yourself. For example, let's have, I'm going to use relationships as an example. If you're just looking for a hookup, that's okay. Be honest, be honest with yourself. Tell that to yourself. But if now you're ready for something more and you're looking for real love, for real attachment, whether it's a friendship with or with a partner, you're finally longing for it. It's okay to change your mind and suddenly realize that that's what you want. But stop lying to yourself. Be honest with yourself. And first, it has to start with you. So your self-awareness is, you know what? This isn't working for me anymore. The simple hookup that now I realize I want more. I want, I want someone to love me. I want someone to hold me every single night. And I want a long-term partnership. Great. Okay. Now that I said it to myself, now I can say it to other people. That's how it works. Self-awareness is knowing when you're lying to yourself and knowing when something is no longer good for you. But most of all, it's knowing when to walk away. We all think that the hardest part about dating is finding someone new, but it's not true. The hardest part about dating is knowing when to let go and when to walk away. Hope is one of the most destructive things when it comes to people with a broken heart. Because when your heart is broken by someone, hope will destroy you. Hope will deny you wanting to walk away. Hope will tell you that maybe the person will change. That maybe this time it'll be different that maybe this time they'll come back and they will love you, but it won't be different because deep down, you know that. You already know the outcome. So being self-aware is basically getting to a point where you know who the fuck you are so well that nothing can break you anymore without your permission. And with self-awareness is when I had to start learning about my issues, one of my many issues, which was romanticizing people. Someone actually told me that the reason we sometimes tend to romanticize people is because the reality of them isn't good enough. So let that sink in next time you're chasing people who don't love you back. Just because you believe there's something special there or about that person, the reality is that you are just romanticizing the idea of them because the reality of them sucks. It's not as good. And I've had a lot of people come to me with questions like, but I feel so connected to this person. Like I can feel that that person misses me. We have a soul connection. They need me. They're thinking about me. I feel it. There's all these signs. And the truth is you're not being honest with yourself because if you were honest with yourself, you would know that you don't actually know that. It's a story that you made up in your head. You don't know what the other person's actually thinking or feeling. Granted, you believe the story that you now made up in your head. So your belief has now made it to be quote unquote true saying it's because, well, he's my twin flame. It's my soulmate. I can feel their attachment to me. I mean, there's all these signs. I mean, I can feel so connected to them. Guess what? It's what you believe. You made up the story in your head so much that now 
you created the signs that you're seeing. It's not real signs. It's in your head that you created. It's a story that you made up and then you fell in love with this story rather than focusing on the reality. And the reality is that you two probably didn't work out for a reason. Maybe they moved on and that's why you're not hearing from them anymore. Maybe they're also heartbroken like you, but guess what? They still don't want you. Maybe you kind of moved on, but you're still holding on to this idea or a fairy tale or some kind of telenovela in your head of the what if. Well, you know the what if because you lived it and it didn't work out. But now you're romanticizing these feelings of rejection and you turn it into a whole new meaning that isn't real or true. We do this to ourselves all the time. And when I'm giving you this advice, trust me, I'm not trying to break your heart. I'm giving this advice to myself as well. That's the shitty part about being self-aware is that sometimes you have to tell yourself things that you don't want to hear, but it's the truth. And my good friend, Mark Rose, he made some good points about this where when we hold on to the past, a soulmate or a twin flame or any type of connection, ask yourself this, how do I benefit by holding on? The benefit of holding on is protecting me from experiencing new experiences, from being vulnerable with someone new, from entering the unknown with someone else into a potentially new future, and from being present with a new partner. And I think it's because we worry, what if all of that leads to failure, like all of my last relationships? So then it's so much easier to hold on to the past and to an idea of what if than it is to be present. We protect ourselves by creating a fairy tale idea that we make into a reality so that we then never have to get too close to anyone again. We're protecting ourselves by doing this from past, present, and future by holding on to the past and reliving the pain of abandonment and rejection because it feels safer and it feels familiar to us than to experience new emotions of potential love and potential happy endings because we perhaps haven't felt that in a long time and we're scared because it's unfamiliar. What if I open up and I show my true self and then they leave? We believe twin flame or soul connections are forever, but they're not. There's more than one and not all of them are meant to last forever. Some of them are meant to teach us what we want and what we don't, how to let go, how to grow up, how to know our worth by walking away. What if it was meant to break your heart so you can grow stronger? Some of these are meant to teach you to let go, to be brave, to open yourself up to the possibility of real love, unconditional love, not this term and condition love that you've been experiencing before, not this on and off love, this hopeless romantic love that you can never reach. That's actually just one-sided if you just stop for one second romanticizing it. So what if you finally learn to let go? So you can finally experience real love, that forever love with someone else. Being self-aware means that you start to normalize walking away when you're not getting what you want. The third step to loving yourself is knowing who the F you are. When you know who you are, you stop allowing people who are at war with themselves destroy your energy. Because someone who's confused about what they want can make you easily confused about your worth, especially if you don't know who you are. Because when all is said and done, the only person that you need to be at peace with is yourself. And those parts of yourself that you are most afraid of, of being seen, are actually the parts of yourself that need to be accepted and loved the most. 
which is why it has to start with you. Knowing who you are is about being aware of every single part of yourself and accepting every single part of yourself because this is the home that you currently live in, your body and your soul. And that home is going to be your home for the rest of your life. So the sooner you start to accept yourself and whatever you consider your flaws to be, the sooner you will become confident and love yourself. Loving and accepting yourself is not about being perfect or thinking that you don't have flaws. It's realizing that you're human and your flaws are part of what makes you, you. It's not easy, obviously, to love yourself because loving yourself, again, is a journey, not a destination. But when you are fully self-aware and when you fully know who you are and what makes you tick, what your boundaries are, what you like, what you don't like, that is when you become a lot more confident when people leave, when people don't give you what you need. You become a lot more confident when you know that this is not what I want anymore. You become a lot more confident when you're asking for what you want. You're not scared anymore that they're going to leave if you ask for your needs to be fulfilled. So again, when people ask me, how do I choose myself when I'm chasing someone that won't choose me? Well, here's the thing. When you're waiting for someone to choose you and they are not, it's basically you not trusting yourself to choose yourself. You forget for a second that you may not even like them. You're just chasing them so they will like you. When in reality, it's about you picking a partner. It's not about you waiting to be picked. And when you know who you are, you know better than to beg someone to stay or to beg someone to choose you. It's very important that you pay attention to how people treat you, especially in the beginning, because it will say a lot more about them and their future actions than it does about how they feel about you. Your healthiest relationship is always going to start with you. So you got to love yourself the same way you want someone else to love you. And that means if you expect someone else to be okay with whatever you consider your flaws to be, to forgive you when you're having bad days, to love you when you're your lowest, then why don't you start doing the same with yourself first? You can't expect other people to forgive you for your flaws if you don't forgive yourself. So next time when you keep wanting to be in some romantic comedy with someone where they tell you things like, I'll never leave you, then maybe it's time to start being cheesy with yourself and start saying it to yourself, okay? So before you put another dick in your mouth, <laughs> learn how to fall back in love with yourself first. Don't rush into something with someone before you even figured out who you are. That's actually what I'm doing right now, figuratively speaking. <laughs> Just look at it this way. You've survived so much worse. So whatever you are currently going through, whether it's a shitty job, a friendship breakup, a real relationship breakup, or feeling like you're stuck in a rut, you will survive this too. You've been through worse. So stop forcing other people to love you. You have no control over other people and how they feel and if they want to stay, but you do have control over how you feel about yourself. So you gotta be kind to yourself. You gotta love yourself. You gotta be kind to your inner child. That's what I think about sometimes when I'm really mean to myself. I think about my inner child and I'm like, if she was standing in front of me, my 10 year old self, would I be able to look her in the eyes and tell her that she's a failure? No, because her dad was already saying that to her. I would love her because she deserves to be loved because she doesn't know any better. 
She's just a kid. And I think about all those moments when she felt so alone and no one was there for her. And I wish I could be there for her, you know? So give yourself that love that you so desperately yearn for growing up. Even if you had a perfect childhood, you still must have had some moments where you struggled a bit. So it's time to be there for yourself. Stop giving everyone else the love you keep wishing someone would give to you and instead start giving it to yourself. Whatever it is that you're currently going through right now, it's part of growing. It has nothing to do with the people who are making you feel rejected because guess what? No one teaches you more about love than people who never loved us. Remember that. So take that in, learn from it and grow from it. Allow the pain to come in and then heal you. Choose to grow, choose to move on and choose to start over. Trust me, I'm not always this strong. I cried two weeks ago and two weeks ago, I remember I had the urge to send some texts I knew I was going to regret. But because I'm learning to know myself and watching myself, how far I've come, I knew that I actually wouldn't be able to accept the type of love that came from me begging someone to stay. So let go of control and learn what you need to learn. And know in your heart that the universe is building you to become the person you're meant to be for the person that you're meant to meet. But in the meantime, the love has to start with you. Until you become the best version of yourself, you are not going to meet what you're looking for. We always say things like this to our friends, like you deserve the best. But until you become the best yourself, you're not going to attract the best. So if you're insecure, if you don't feel good about yourself, if you have all this hate in your heart, if you don't set boundaries with other people, you will then attract people who will validate how you feel about yourself deep down, which is shitty. But when you become the best version of yourself, when you hold yourself accountable, when you're self-aware and you know who the fuck you are, you will stop attracting people who treat you shitty because you will know I would never treat myself this way. I would never speak to myself this way. So why would I allow someone else to save my life when that's how they're treating me? You would know better. So whenever this amazing person will finally come into your life eventually, after you learn how to love yourself, I bet they're going to be amazing and they're going to love you so hard and it's going to finally feel easy. You're going to feel at home with this person and you will never have to question their love again. And you will finally understand why it didn't work out with other people. So please have hope in your heart that whatever this love that you're waiting for, that person is out there and they're searching for you too. And they're working on themselves right now as well. Because Love is not supposed to be hard, regardless of what you've seen on TV or what you learned growing up. Stop feeling like you have to fight for it all the time. You don't. Stop feeling like you don't deserve it because you do. We all deserve to be loved. Stop feeling like you have to earn it. You don't. What you do deserve is love. And love is meant to be easy and free. So stop punishing yourself by searching so hard for hard love or minimal love or accepting whatever you can get, understand and realize and start to believe that you deserve the world. But first, you have to believe it. You have to believe that you deserve the world, which is where changing your perspective comes in about believing who you are first. I don't know about you, but me personally, my skin has a huge effect on my confidence. Whether it's acne or noticing signs of aging, I 
personally want to recommend Curology. It's been a lifesaver for me because my skin is just complicated. It's, it's half oily, half dry, and there's so many products that don't work for me. And Curology basically makes a product that's perfect for your specific skin. So you get to take the guesswork out of skincare and you get to simplify your skincare routine with Curology. Curology makes personalized prescription skincare products and they're amazing. Curology treats a variety of skincare conditions, including acne, clogged pores, fine lines, dark spots, and so much more. And I have all the above. <laughs> they have a licensed dermatologist provider that will prescribe you a personalized formula that addresses your specific skincare concerns and skincare goals. Curology custom formulas use a combination of three clinically researched ingredients, making it more effective than non-prescription cleansers and moisturizers alone. And there's no hassle with in-office appointments because it's all online. All you have to do is fill out a quiz about your skin, share photos that you will then take, and then you will get a consultation with your provider who will then prescribe you a personalized formula based on your skin's unique needs. They have 93% report effective with over 9,000 five-star reviews. Amazing, right? So right now you can get up to six skincare products for free up to a $50 value with free shipping and a no-cost consultation with the licensed dermatologist provider when you go to curology.com slash adulting. That is curology.com slash adulting for a free offer. Up to six skincare products for free. Up to $50 value with free shipping and no-cost consultation at curology.com slash adulting. Prescription products are excluded from free product offer, applies only to your first box, subject to consultation, new subscribers only, seekurology.com for full details. Take care of your skin, bestie, and go get that free product right now. The fourth step of loving yourself is changing your perspective. Changing your perspective has to do with understanding that how people treat me has nothing to do with me, and that most of the time has more to do with how they feel about themselves. Changing your perspective means that I will no longer be a victim. No matter how shitty a situation is, no matter how shitty people are treating me, I will now understand that I always have a choice and I can choose to remove those people from my life. I can choose to move on. I can choose to have a better life, but it means that I may also then have to let go of things or people that no longer serve me. I may have to let go of people, situations, or things that I may not be ready to let go of. Sometimes not getting what you want is actually a wonderful stroke of luck. Like I've said before, you're never the exception until you are. But isn't it nice to think about that? That one day for someone out there, for a situation out there, you will finally be the exception. You're going to be special to someone. But until then, you better forking take care of yourself and you better make sure that you make yourself feel special because you are. Changing your perspective means that you now also understand that endings can be a blessing too. Thank God it didn't work out with whoever it wasn't supposed to work out with. Thank God, because it opened the door for you to finally be ready to meet the right one. 
But until then, sometimes the love isn't what you thought it was going to be. Sometimes the love you imagine with someone who doesn't give up on you and loves you so deeply really was never about another person. Sometimes the love story that you've been dreaming of is really the love story with yourself. Picking yourself back up on those bad days and being there for yourself on days when no one else was, being kind to yourself when you're your worst and your lowest and forgiving yourself for not knowing all the answers or for making mistakes over and over again until you knew better. A lot of people ask me, how do you keep yourself from negative thoughts? Well, the answer is that I don't anymore. The way I was able to change my perspective, it was actually when I stopped thinking that being sad was a negative emotion. I stopped stopping myself from feeling what I needed to feel. And instead, I allowed myself to feel whatever was coming in my body because I learned that I'm human and I will be experiencing sometimes bad thoughts or thoughts that are not so kind to myself. Sometimes I'm going to feel sad. Sometimes I'm going to feel angry. Sometimes I'm going to feel anxious. But when you suppress those emotions, when you pretend they're not there, you're telling your body that it's not okay to feel the emotions that they're experiencing. You're not sitting with your feelings. You're sitting in them instead. And those emotions are still there. They're not going anywhere. So instead you have to sit with your feelings. You need to validate your body for feeling what it's feeling. There's not only one emotion, which is happiness. There's various emotions and feelings. Emotions are like the ocean. They go in waves. And your body, when it's feeling something, it's letting you know we're sad, we're angry because our boundaries were crossed or we're not okay with something anymore or we want more. But validate your body when you're experiencing emotions that are not happiness and feel them because they're there for a reason, because it's meant to teach you something. I learned that instead of suppressing these emotions because they're quote, quote, considered bad, because Instagram tells you that everyone's happy every day, I was doing that because of my need to be in control. But all that it did for me was then weeks later, I was so overwhelmed by so many emotions that I didn't handle, that suddenly I was so low. And then I had no idea how to get back up. I literally used to get physically ill when I suppressed my emotions. And most of my besties and listeners who've been listening to me for a while, they know this. I used to get physically ill because of how much I refused to deal with my emotions. Because emotions are like a backpack. And if you're carrying a heavy backpack in school, you remember how heavy those books used to be. So it's kind of the same thing. If you keep putting more and more books in your backpack and never taking out books that you no longer need, you just leave them in there, it becomes heavier and heavier to carry until eventually you won't be able to carry this backpack anymore. The thing is, the heavier something is, the lighter it gets when you share it. That's emotions. You have to unpack them. You have to feel them. But first, That's why it's important to change your perspective and your outlook on life. We need to stop thinking that sadness is this bad emotion or that anger is or anything like that. I mean, that's why I did the episode about rage and how you can use it to your benefit. They're just emotions. They come and go and they're meant to be felt. They're telling you something. So pay attention. We wouldn't know happiness. We wouldn't know joy without sorrow. We wouldn't know good feelings if it weren't for those quote-unquote not-so-great ones. They're still just feelings, and they're there for a reason. 
So experience them, understand them, and don't allow it to control your life. Feel them and then move on. Stop wishing that the past didn't happen because it already did. Stop blaming your friends or people for not being there for you, for not saving you, or stop looking at your parents for not being there for you when you needed them. Whatever heartbreak you went through in your life or that you're currently going through, you were meant to go through this right now, to grow from it. We never see things until we're ready to see them. That's the truth. So when we're so hopelessly in love, when we're stuck in our ways, we end up actually attacking everyone around us that questions us or has any opinions about what we're doing, especially if it's something wrong. We won't see it. It's only until we are ready to see the truth that we're like, oh shit, I fucked up or oh shit, I'm in the wrong relationship. Oh shit, I should have quit my job. That's why you cannot expect anyone else to save you except yourself. We are meant to learn these lessons when we are ready. No one else can tell you. A lot of the time you won't be able to see things until you're ready to see them. So then whatever past trauma you have, whatever you went through in the past, it doesn't have to control you. It doesn't have to define you. Take your past trauma and own it. Know it's what made you stronger. Own it and then let it go. Stop searching for pity or blaming your poor behavior in the past. Stop searching for someone to one day come into your life and save you from your past. Trust me, when you pretend to be someone else for so long to everyone around you, it feels very lonely. I've been there. You have to first save yourself. Childhood trauma sucks. Bad things that happen to you sucks. No one knows what you went through except you. Believe me, I know. I have daddy issues to being bullied, to being born with a birth defect, to moving to my third country, straight to high school, to other things that I've never shared with you guys. I have all the stories in the world about my trauma, and I bet you do as well. We all do. You're not alone. We're so quick to judge other people, not realizing that we all have skeletons in our closet. We all have hardships. We all been through a lot of shit. And guess what? You're still here. But it's basically when people ask me, how did I get my innocence back? It's because, you know, for the longest time, I think, I feel like my innocence was taken away from me, especially at a young age. And I think eventually made me bitter as more life experiences started to come my way and more people started to let me down, the more I felt unloved, the more I felt pushed to the side and the more I felt invisible, the more bitter I became. And I went from being this super happy child that was always smiling to a very cold person, to a distant person who was trying to protect herself. But all it did was keep people away from me and it made me feel very lonely. And it's hard. It's not a life that you want to live. You need people to be there for you. So then one day something changed in me. I changed my perspective. And it wasn't by forgetting about my past or forgiving people. And it wasn't by forgetting about my past, but it was about forgiving people and myself. I forgave people without ever having them ask for forgiveness. I forgave them because it gave me a peace of mind because the only person that was truly hurting from all of this by holding this grudges were me. It was holding me down. And you know, it was making my heart feel so heavy. There was no room in my heart for love because it got taken over by hate 
and rage and resentment and loneliness. I had to let it go. I had to release in order to open space in my heart for love. I didn't want to live with such a heavy heart. So one day I decided to just forgive people for not knowing any better. I decided to forgive my parents for not protecting me when they needed to protect me. I decided to forgive myself for staying in relationships for too long, for not knowing any better over and over and over again until I knew better. And then finally, in my heart, once I decided to forgive people who never asked for forgiveness, the world felt lighter again. And I don't know exactly when this happened. It must have been, mm, I don't know, over the last couple of years. But one day I woke up and it's like I got my innocence back. The world used to be so black and white to me for so many years. And then one day I just woke up and I started to see everything again in color. I started to be positive. I started to feel hopeful. Again, that's the best way I can describe it. And that meant that having this type of perspective and knowing what I know now, I know that nothing can break me. That's why I'm able to be so positive constantly. Even during bad situations in my life, I'm not in denial about the bad situations, but I know it will be okay because I've been through worse. Even now, if someone breaks my heart, I'm going to eventually be able to forgive them because I know it's not personal. I know there's something out there that's actually meant for me, that's better for me. So I know this is meant to teach me something. But no matter how many times I've been jaded and hurt, I now carry hope in my heart. I walk around with a smile again, like I used to when I was younger, and I love it. And no one can ever take that away from me again. It's because one day I realized that I no longer want to be a prisoner of my secrets or my pain or my shame. It's a very strange thing how people who were supposed to keep you safe can hurt you. Yet you're the one that ends up carrying that shame for years. It also made me realize that I don't need to wait for someone to save me. That the one person who gets me before anyone else does is me. I realized that I had to save myself. That my pain no longer defined me. It shaped me to who I am, but it wasn't, didn't define me. I moved forward. And what started to define me was who I've become today. I needed all those moments. I needed people to leave me so I can be this strong. So when people try to make jabs at me for my daddy issues or anything else, it doesn't touch my soul. It doesn't hurt me at all because I know who the fuck I am. I no longer need someone to complete me because I'm so whole on my own and it shows. All the trauma that you went through, it was necessary to make you evolve into the person that you are today. Your life was not created for you to lose. Life trials are built to wake you up and grow. I used to think that I must be broken until one day I realized that all of my broken pieces were so beautifully placed together and like a puzzle were exactly what made me whole. The relationship that you have with yourself will affect the relationship that you have with others. So once you start working on that relationship that you have with yourself, you will be amazed by the new people you're going to attract once you finally know what you deserve. That is loving yourself. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed sharing it with you. This episode for me personally really inspired me to remember to love myself. So hopefully it will do the same for you. I mean, these steps are free. So love yourself. You only have one body, one life to live. So 
figure out how to put yourself first, how to set those boundaries, how to change your perspective about where you are in your life and knowing that you always have a choice. That's part of being self-aware. And you could choose today to love yourself, to walk away from things that don't serve you, to try to be hopeful, to have your innocence again. I don't know. I think life really is what you make of it. And I think life really is so beautiful if you just give it a chance, if you focus on the good things more than the bad ones. Anyway, I love you besties. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and we are done with September. And as we are leaving September, also don't forget to leave me a five-star review on the podcast app if you have a chance. Like I said, it really helps my podcast and I really appreciate it. Bye guys.